Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Today we are in our last week uh, of our series, You're in the Right Place. Who has been enjoying this one? I I have been. Yeah, I hope that you've been reading Ephesians through. Um, yeah, it's it's been awesome. So just to recap, if, you, if this is your first time to Hope Community, you have no idea what we've been doing. Uh, week one, we, we've been walking through Ephesians. Week one, we talked about our position in Christ. So where are we seated, church? We're seated far above. Um, Liz continued in week two with we're all in this together. And it was an awesome message about unity. Then Dan continued uh, last week with Walk This Way. I love the titles, hey? They're all like songs. I felt like this week I needed to pick a song title to match with you guys. Um, But Dan continued last week with Walk This Way um, and what it looks like walking it out in our day-to-day lives uh, and as Christians today. And and that might be in your marriage or in your parenting and your daily walk. Um, So that's been week two and week three of walking it out. And so today is going to be our final week in it. And if you know the book of Ephesians well, um, I'm not too sure if you've guessed uh, what we're talking about today, but we are looking at the final chapter um, of the book. I won't say what it is yet, but you'll, you'll know. But I've titled today's message, um, and you know, actually Dan's helped me with this one too, so I, I won't own that, Dan, but um, it is called Dressed for Success. Can you turn to someone say, and say, are you dressed for success today? Just ask them, are you dressed for success? Are you dressed for success? Now, when you ask someone that, like, what, what does that even look like? What does that even look like? Is it, you know, when you go to a party and you get, you get all dressed up and, or if you go to a formal and wear a beautiful tux or, you know, is it the tallest and prettiest high heels or spending hours in the hair salon getting the beautiful colour or going to the nail salon and getting beautiful nails? Is, is, that, is that dress for success? It, it, Matt's saying yes. No? <laughs> But today, we all got dressed, right? Hallelujah. That's good. <laughs> praise, praise the Lord. We all got dressed this morning. Praise God. But we did, right? Look, I can see, yes, we did. <laughs> I'll answer that. But we did. And you, you spent, you don't have to put your hand up for which category that you're in. Husbands, you'll be like nudging. So you spent either a minute getting dressed this morning. Is anyone a minute? Maybe not. (laughs) But you spent five minutes getting dressed. You spent, you might have spent half an hour getting dressed or others in some category, you might have spent an hour and a half um, getting dressed this morning. So I'm I'm not going to call you out. But, But we invest a lot of time in the mornings getting dressed. Well, some of us do. All right, would you agree to that? And a lot of time and, and, and money, investment, yeah, trying to look good. Well, I want to show you a picture of some people um, today who got dressed to go out and do what they were doing for the day. So, Charlie, you can put up that slide. So, all these people have one thing in common. They're on the front line. So, when p- police go and get dressed, they, they wear armour on their front line. 
they'd be crazy not to. Could you imagine um, police entering a siege and someone on the team going, oh, oops, sorry, I forgot all my gear. Sorry about that. You know, he'd be crazy to enter a siege, you know, wearing shorts and a shirt. Nurses, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure, I'm not the boss, but I'm sure nurses would not allow to enter, they would not allow to enter a surgery room without their protective clothing on. They wouldn't be allowed. And I'm sure gridiron, gridiron players wear it when they go up to the, the, the line. Firefighters, they would die without it. They would die without their armour on if they didn't take their hose or their mask. So these people have, you know, it all in common. They've got armour to wear. So if you've committed your life and if you've surrendered your life to Jesus, guess what? You are now on the front line. You are on the front line. The moment you said yes to Jesus, you are on the front line, my friend. You are engaged in a battle. And Paul knows this. And, and in Ephesians, he writes to the believers with instructions for us about our armour, about our armour. So just like these people on the front line, we would be crazy. We would be crazy not to wear our, our armour. And that would be like going into a, fire, a house burning down Entering, entering with thongs, bodies, and a shirt. Like picture that, fire burning down, you're entering it, wearing like you're going to the beach. It'd be crazy, it doesn't make sense. So a Christian doing life without the armour of God doesn't make sense either. That would be absolute craziness. So let's go to Ephesians 6, as you probably guessed this week. In the final week for this series, we are going to Ephesians 6 and it's titled The Armour of God. And I want to read it to you. These are Paul's words and Paul's final instructions for the Ephesians. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on, everyone say, put on. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. So I want to just stop here right now and just teach into this a little bit. So first of all, Paul says to be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So again, this is about our position. We are in Christ. We're in Christ. So we are not called to be strong on our own strength. We are to be heavily reliant on Christ. Heaven, heavily dependent on Him. So independence is no longer a thing. The independent spirit is no longer a thing when you're a Christian. Apart from Him, you can do nothing. The Christian can do nothing. So some of us can be so self-confident that we think we can manage by ourselves without the Lord's strength and armour, don't we? You know? Paul then continues with the first instructions 
put on. Put on the full armour so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The armour, I just want to make sure we get this today. The armour doesn't naturally grow on us. Can I just make that clear today? That armour doesn't naturally grow on us. We have to be intentional and put it on. Put it on. So this section of the chapter... Paul teaches us that we aren't fighting against people. We aren't fighting against people. We, we aren't fighting against flesh and blood. No, we, we are fighting against spiritual forces of evil. And the pow, powers of darkness are powerful. They are wicked and they are cunning. Someone asked the great evangelist Charles Finney, they asked him this question. Mr. Finney, do you believe in a literal devil? And Finney replied with this. You try opposing him for a little while and you see if he's literal or not. <laughs> the Bible clearly shows us just how active and conniving the devil really is. But at the same time, it also shows us his limitations and his future. But here's some good news today. Here's some good news today. These spiritual forces of evil, although they are real and powerful, they are limited. They are limited. And the truth is today and always will be that God is bigger, God is stronger, and God is more powerful. Can I get an amen for that one? Yes. That is the truth and that is always going to be the truth. Nothing will change that. And we are to hold on to that truth when the day of evil comes and to look to God because he is bigger. He is bigger. And notice in the in the word in the scripture, notice that Paul says when the day of evil comes. Not not if. Not if. So when it comes to spiritual warfare, there can be two extremes. One is to disregard it entirely. The other extreme is to treat all kinds of troubles and challenges as demonic. So both viewpoints are unbalanced and unscriptural. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, So that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. So in any warfare, you've got to know your enemy and his ways. I really want to, I just feel, I really want to teach into this today for us. We've got to know his ways. The better we understand how he works, then we can recognise when it comes and to resist it. So when he dangles the bait in front of us, not to take it. Not to take the bait. His tactics, these are some of his tactics, include fear, doubt, lies, intimidation, Deception, accusation, twisting scripture, disunity. So we must know our enemy. It would be foolish of us to wrestle blindly. However, there is a, a caution not to have an excessive or unhealthy interest in him either. That's not good either. I love, um, Bill Johnson's got a cool book, Hosting the Presence, and this is what he says, and I, I just think it's awesome. I really love um, how he teaches into this. This is what he says. I can't afford to live in reaction to darkness. 
If I do, darkness has a role in setting the agenda for my life or for my day. The devil is not worthy of such influence, even in the negative. Jesus lived in response to the Father and I must learn to do the same. Isn't that the best quote? Take a picture of that one. I feel like I'm at school when all the kids come out and they don't want to write things down. They just take pictures of it. You can put your phone up and take a picture of that one. But we are to live in response to the Father and not to darkness. Every believer is called to be a soldier in Christ's army. Every believer. And we are in a war and we are to be trained to stand against this darkness. And God is wanting to train you. God is wanting to train your mind. God wants to transform you and raise you up to be His soldier. Just like a boxer, you have to be trained. And you you don't go into the ring without any training. You know, He wants to train us so we're strong in Him, ready for war, ready to stand against it and hold our ground. Ready to hold our ground. I just want to um, share just a personal uh, story in this section. And um, I was just praying. Sometimes when you write a sermon, the Lord gives you stories and illustrations very quickly. And, and um, this one, I was just, you know, praying, should I share it, Lord? And I, I feel that it's time to. Um, I've shared this with just a handful of people, but I feel like the Lord said, share your story. So I just want to share you my story um, with this. And um, I said to the Lord this morning, I'm willing to look silly for one person today. So um, I'm sharing my story because this is my story with this stuff. I had a season and it lasted a few years before being called into full-time ministry where I was fearful of the devil. I feared him. Whenever I was asked to do something for the Lord, if an opportunity came up, I was fearful of the opposition that might come before it, that might come during it and that might come after it. And this fear got to the point where it's crippling me. It was crippling me. And it was probably the worst season of my life. And it wasn't a good way to live. It wasn't a good way to think. And it was hell, if I could describe it. I would say it was hell. And my mindset during this long season, and it was a few years, was even though I was full of fear, I wouldn't allow it to stop me from walking through those doors. And I knew if I made it through those church doors, I was still in the game. I was, giving a dev- I was giving the devil an uppercut every time I walked through those doors. That's what I felt like I was doing. I could have stayed home. And other people to- said, stay home, don't come. But I was determined and I promised myself, I don't care how I feel or how much full of fear I am, I'm coming through those doors because I want to give the devil an uppercut this morning. 
and I wanted to be still in the game. And one night I surprised myself as I felt darkness coming towards me again. And instead of being in fear of it, I said out loud, in Jesus' name, there is no room for anxiety here. You can leave. And to my absolute shock that night and surprise, in that moment, it left. And the peace flooded the room. And in that moment, years ago, I couldn't believe that my words had the power to do that. And God took me on a very long journey, teaching me and training me on how to stand in Him. And He still is. To keep my attention on what God is doing, that God is bigger and stronger and that He is with us. And God restored my joy. He gave me my joy back. He renewed my mind. He taught me how to think in a healthy way. He brought back excitement for me serving him and excitement for open doors for opportunity to share about Jesus. He brought that all back. And I feel like in double what was robbed. And God did this through dreams, through prophecies, through prayer, through his word and my husband's support in my church community. And someone gave me the Psalm 34.4 to hang on to. And it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. And this morning as Dan shared, you know, thank the Lord, what are you thankful for? I was saying, thank you, Lord, for delivering, delivering me from that fear. That's what I was thanking him. Yeah. Oh, bless you. And I want to share with you another scripture during that season, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And during this long season, God taught me and showed me that darkness flees in His presence and light and when we use His name. And this is what I want for all of us, to learn and to live out 1 John 4.4. 4. For you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in this world. So you might, you might not be battling with fear today like I was all those years. That might be not you, but it might be something else this morning or you might be in a season where it's something else. But my encouragement to you is, is learn about and begin to use the authority God has given you and about the armour we guard ourselves with, which brings us to the next section of this chapter. So Paul continues and instructs us piece by piece of this armour to wear. So let's read verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So Paul tells us to stand firm to stand firm. So week one, we, we talked all about sitting and week two and three, walking it out. We're finishing it off today with standing firm. 
We mustn't move back. We mustn't retreat and we mustn't remove ourselves out of the ring. Stay in it and stand with your armour on, no matter how you're feeling. So Paul gives us details of this six main pieces of soldiers' equipment. And this is what they are. The belt, the breastplate, the boots, the shield, the helmet and the sword. And he uses them as pictures of truth, righteousness, good news of peace, faith and salvation and the Word of God. And this is how God has equipped us. This is our armour to put on. So there are five pieces of that armour that are defensive and one piece that's offensive. <laughs> Do you know which one is offensive? It's the sword. This is the Word of God. So the sword is the sharp one to use in hand-to-hand conflict. This is the one Jesus used in the wilderness when Satan comes and tempts him. And he talks back to Satan with, it is written. He uses the Word of God. He ministers with it. And if you're a Christian and your Bible has been collecting a little dust lately, or it hasn't been opened for a little while, you are neglecting your most powerful weapon, your most powerful piece of that armour. So I want to challenge you today, if you own a Bible but not in it, to get in it. Sharpen your sword. Our swords need to be sharp. So start somewhere, anywhere, and build your spirit up and learn truth. You must learn truth. And in that season, um, what I was encouraged to do was to write out truth, to write it out, to have it next to you. And when those lies come your way, that you are to disagree with them and to speak truth. And I wanna just stress one more point here. You are perfectly safe in the protection of the Lord. You are perfectly safe in the protection of the Lord. We do not have to fight for the victory because we've, we've already won. And Jesus has won and Satan has lost. And we are standing from the victory. So God has given His people a call, a mission, a course to fulfil. Now Satan will do his best to stop it. So when opposition comes, we are to stand. Don't retreat. Don't get out of the ring, no matter how you might be feeling. 2 Corinthians 4.8 says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but we are not destroyed. We get knocked down, but we are not, sorry, we, we are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. And we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We are soldiers. And there will be, there will be some arrows that might get through and sting a little or a lot. And when they do come our way, you, you may have one day or a season like this. And I encourage you to stay in community, to keep showing up no matter how hard it feels and to stay in the game and keep reading his word and you will get through. Defeat does not have to be your experience. You might be in a season of hoping one day you'll be strong enough to win. 
You might, be ho- you might be praying that now. Lord, one day I hope I'd be strong enough to win or, you know, that we pray, Lord, will enable us to overcome the enemy or even look to him to overcome. But, but we're to praise him because he has already done so. We can stand on this victory. We can stand praising him that we're already conquerors. Romans 8.37 says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. If we believe the Lord, begin to praise him. Your praise is your weapon too. Keep showing up. Keep reading his word. Keep praising him. Keep putting your armour on. So Paul in Ephesians describes the set of armour we wear when we stand. There are six pieces. But I just like the number seven, right? Because seven symbolises perfection and, and, and completion. And Paul gives us the final instructions. After he describes this armour, he, he gives us the final instructions. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Complete your armour with prayer. The sword of the Spirit, the Word and prayer are the two chief weapons which the Spirit puts in our, in our hands and our mouth. Keep praying always. Keep the communication lines always open with God. If you have a prayer language, use it. Ask God for more of it. Never stop talking to God, no matter how angry, confused, upset or disappointed you are. And tell him about those things and just keep talking to him. In fact, you know, us humans, we're too easily, quickly to tell others, you know, about our concerns instead of God. Prayer and the word should never be separated. And Paul says to pray in all kinds of ways. Confession, adoration, thanksgiving, intercession and specific requests. Or maybe it's, maybe it's just to listen. At chapel this week, a group of people said yes to sitting and listening for an hour and a half. There was no talking in this room. And our one prayer this week was, Speak, Lord, I'm listening. And it was the first experience I've had like it, that where there was this real reverence in the room and our Father was speaking to us. Your heavenly Father longs to speak to you. And Paul says, he he finishes up, and Paul says to stay alert and be on guard. Satan's plan A was to stop you from receiving Jesus. His plan B is to deceive, oppress, hinder or torment you so you will either be led astray or be ineffective in the Kingdom of God. And we need each other, we really do. We need to be in community. We need to keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And sometimes we do need to swallow our pride and humble ourselves and ask for prayer. Because you can't do this journey alone. You won't stand a chance. You can't. So if anyone is watching online or listening to podcasts right now, and it's been a long time since you've been here, my encouragement to you is to come and join us in community because it's so much better in community. 
So my reminder to us this morning is to make sure you're dressed for success. And I'm not talking about getting the hair done or the nails done and buying the new shoes. (laughs) Paul's reminder to us this morning is every morning when you get dressed, remember to put on your armour. Even say it out loud as you put your shirt on, as you're putting your shoes on, maybe start a little habit of saying out loud a prayer, Lord, I'm choosing to put on my armour today. Thank you for your gift of armour. I'm placing it on me today. Just has to be a 20 second prayer, but be intentional and maybe make it a habit, just like when you wake up and you ask for things, Lord, may my day be amazing, you know, whatever those prayers might be that you've been doing for a long, long time. I just encourage you today to make that prayer intentional as well. Lord, I'm putting on my armour today. In week one, I gave you some sentences on identity. So I'm hoping, you know, you've put those declarations up um, somewhere. I was, I was really encouraged, actually. I walked into my children's bathroom and I saw the declarations stuck on the mirror. And I walked in and I got the surprise of my life. And I was like, who put that up there? And it wasn't me or it wasn't their father. And, and so I was really encouraged. And I hope that some of us have put them where we can see them. But today, I've just printed another one for you. And if you're visual like me and you like to stick things around the place, they're just down here on the table. And it's a, a reminder to put on that armour every single day. Maybe put it on the mirror so when you're brushing your teeth, that prayer, you can remind yourself to say that prayer. Ephesians is Paul's letter to the believers. It's an awesome letter. And as we wrap up this series today, um, we hope you read this letter often. I hope you read this letter often and, and learn from it and apply it and be challenged by it and let it sink into our hearts. It's Paul's encouragement to us, church. So I hope it can be an encouragement to you too. So as we come to this final song, I would love to stand and I'd love to pray for us all. Um, but you can, you can come after the church service and, and pop um, and grab one of those if you like. But I'd love to pray for you as, we, um, as the band takes us into this final song today. Heavenly Father, I just want to come and, Lord, I just want to maybe ask for your, not maybe, Lord, I want to ask for your forgiveness today. That sometimes we can leave the house and sometimes we can put a lot of energy in getting dressed and not even thinking about this armour. And Father, we come and we just ask for your forgiveness today, Lord, and your help, Jesus, that every single day that we can become intentional about placing that armour on. And Father, help us say that prayer. Help us read your Word and help us be intentional about our spiritual armour that you give us, just like those firefighters, just like those policemen, when they go onto the front line, Holy Spirit, continue to remind us that we need to wear our armour and forgive us, Lord, when we forget to put it on. So Jesus, right now, Lord, 
I place that armour on every single one of us right now. And Father, we thank You for it, Lord. We thank You, Jesus, that we have nothing to fear when You are with us, just like Deb prayed this morning. Thank You, Jesus, that You've gone before us. And thank You, Father, there's no equal to Your Name, Lord. Father, help us, Lord, where we might be feeling like something else is bigger. Lord, help us stick our eyes on You because You are bigger, You are stronger and You are more powerful. So come Holy Spirit, in Your Name we pray. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.